You already have avatars and personas and facades that you have that you already own. You just have to understand how to cr uh, create them for the right circumstance. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong. And I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Are the gamers out there that they get into this world and that it's not them, but they have no problem acting like someone else when they're playing a video game. Why do they have a problem doing that when they're in the real life? And they have no problem. Well, they, and how we talk to our boss is not the same way as we talk to our wives or well, the yeah, same our friends. friends. So we talk okay. about the concept of an avatar then? Hey, we're uh, here when we're back and we're talking about the concept of an avatar. And one of the big aha moments that I had when I uh, learned how to do the real estate business much better is to take myself out of the equation and create an avatar, a character, basically step into when I was communicating with a seller because I was shy. I didn't like the word no. I, wanted, I was scared to be rejected. And I was thinking of all the things, all my subconscious was thinking of, this is gonna, you're going to fail, you're not going to do well, they're going to ask you something that you don't know. And that's why maybe you should go watch TV for four hours and just avoid doing this because it's much more comfortable being on the couch than it is to be told no by someone that you don't know. But if I stayed on the couch, guess what? No real estate acquisitions and I'd stay broke for the rest of my life and I'd be with spouse, it would still be, caca, 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 we need more money, caca, caca, go take the kids to school, caca, caca, go do this, caca, caca, go do that. And I didn't want to be uh, ran by the caca program anymore. I wanted to run, be run by a caca program mm -hmm. into a program that was much more, <laughs> more better, more better. <laughs> Fulfilling. Fulfilling. Well, Fulfilling. And, and financially, uh, financially, uh, much, much more rewarding as well. So um, there's so many things that we could discuss, but I think what we're going to discuss today is the uh, is really avatars or uh, how to step into a character or yeah. posturing maybe. Yeah, because there's so many things that go with this that we can go into posture. Uh, what posture should you be taking if you are communicating in the real estate business? Do you want to communicate as someone that has no money, that is that can be pushed around, that is essentially weak or? docile <laughs> Again. or do we want to get into a, a place of strength where I can close where I do have the money where I'm able to help you where I if I don't have the answers I'll find out which is a better posturing position to play from and I use my words very carefully here to play from not to work from so whenever I'm going to work I'm actually going to play if I do a call and I highly recommend that you attend our seller call programs, which are every Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And you can hear live me communicate or Frank communicate and uh, maybe one day Gabe communicate with a seller and what we say and why we say it and the order we say things in. It's most helpful. You're going to get a lot out of that. So let's talk about, I guess, posture. And well, avatars, I just want to go back. So avatar, everyone had one, even when you're kids. I remember when I was a kid, you know, you would play like the, you're the gladiator or you're the, the hockey player or whatever. So as kids, you were put in that position where you had different 
characters or different uh like in front of a teacher yes you would be yes man this and that and then in front of your friends you're like hey joke around in front of your parents again you'll watch in case your dad whips off the belt <laughs> is that what he's whipping out of? Oh, yeah. if, he's doing, if he's doing that move with it you know as your belt i would dad, run either direction my dad never no hit. matter, no matter dad, what's going on what, what's going on over there sorry my dad never hit us that i remember little, little but he soon, would just, yeah, soon, he just take us a little too soon a little too soon but but as a kid you had avatars you, you put yourself in a different role whether you're playing as a hockey player, yeah. as a gladiator, or whatever it was, a race car driver, when you're in the shopping cart shirt, I don't think you're Andretti or something like that. But as we grow up, we do have avatars. People just don't recognize. Why well, not recognize? People don't are not conscious about it. Actually. Yeah, that's it. Because when you talk, when you go to parent-teacher interview, you you have that little bit of professionalism with the parents' uh, concern. When you're talking to your kids, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna do that. But when you're talking to a colleague or whatever, is different. When you're talking to a business associate, it's different, and no different when you're talking like in real estate. I know when I first started, we were talking to uh, we were dealing with much smaller properties, and predominantly you were talking to the owner. Yeah. Sorry. And talking to an owner versus talking to an agent, totally different ball game. Uh, an owner is more emotional. They're more emotional on their property, on their thing. They can't comprehend certain things like how's this guy buying my property without even seeing it first. There's certain objections, so you got to come down to their level. So that's one avatar is talking to the owner so they can relate to you. And the same thing goes with the broker. When you're talking to a broker, different language, it's a different link that you'll use that I've been using anyways. But everyone has at least maybe five avatars. Yeah, but I, more. I think the key is that a lot of everyone has avatars with people they know. How many people have avatars with people they don't know? Other than maybe the gamers, right? A lot of the gamers these days, first thing you do when you get in is they tell you to create your character. And you probably created your character. And, you know, I know from playing, you know, certain games, especially the sports games, a lot of people are, you know, they like to act tough because they're behind the mic and they say, but that's their avatar. They want to be assholes. They want to, they want to, and that's okay. That's part of the, the, the I guess, the fun part of being in the gaming world but would they act the same way if it was a street hockey game or a street football or whatever the case may be so everybody has avatars but i think for the most part i don't know you guys can disagree or agree with this but the avatars are with people you know like you said your teachers your parents your friends you have a different character around each and every one of these people and you even have an avatar for when you meet new people to a certain extent are you shy you're not shy what are you saying what are you not saying but, but yes, and but in business, your avatar is, is very influential on how successful you're going to be. It is, if you so, know that you have to have one. Well, there's certain things that you should know when you're developing your avatar or your skin for those people that mm -hmm. play uh, Fortnite, whatever. When you're developing your skin and picking your skin, when in, in real estate, I know for a fact that when you do speak, there's certain things that you should say and shouldn't say. So you, I guess, maintain that, that control, maintain um, that Dominance. Dominance, thank you. Instead of being submissive or thank you, whatever, and, and keep controlling the conversation, which when you master that and your avatar will grow with you. Mm -hmm. When you master them, that's when you become more successful, for sure. Yep. At first, I thought I had to uh, first be a millionaire in order to act like a millionaire, um, which means I had to act. So think about that. That might mean that you have to, if you act broke, you're going to stay broke. Mm -hmm. If I act broke when I'm on the phone with the seller and basically say, I have no money, my, my house is about to get repossessed, I'm three months late on my mortgage, <laughs> oh, can I buy your house? What's the person going to react like? Like, you know, what you talking about, Willis? Like, you can't do that shit. <laughs> like, you, you just, what, I watch different strokes. Yeah, I watch different strokes. Yeah, so, yeah. What are you talking about? Sorry, yeah, so it's, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't compute. But yet, 
That's what most people do, is they act completely broke when they're communicating and they're wondering why they're not getting any results. And it, you have to behave like a millionaire in order to become a millionaire. And it's not a chicken and egg, it's you just have to learn the behavior. Now, if you don't know how millionaires behave, I get it. In fact, that's one of the biggest things that I work on in one of the classes that I actually teach called Success Reflex. And this is by no means a commercial for this. You can go find uh, these. I don't even know where these classes would exist, but you know, I'm not no. by any stretch of the imagination trying to get you to come to one of these classes. Although if you were to come to one of these classes, you would learn how to behave a very specific way when making real estate calls because it's all based on calls. And you learn how to build trust and a reality that you're a real buyer in second. I actually got a text today from someone that said, uh, your secret sauce works amazing. Like the guy says, I'm tired of dealing with tire kickers. It's so refreshing to hear from a real buyer. The guy hasn't bought a property yet. <laughs> Just because of how he's communicating. Uh, Caleb, by the way. Okay. Um, so, and he j literally just started weeks ago. Like, I think I just, I met him less than 30 days ago. And it's like, it's already working. Like he's already attracting, <coughs> he's already attracting uh, some, some really great opportunities. So it's, I highly recommend, and this is what I had to do, is if you are in the real estate business or even in your job, record how you communicate. Look at your emails and how you're communicating with people. And do you sound like a pussy? Uh, or do you sound like, and I mean that in a, and you know. Non-sexist way. Non-sexist. I'm looking at it from a, are you a docile sort of communicator? Are you an arrogant communicator? Because both are terrible, by the way. You don't want to sound like you're an arrogant prick and you don't want to sound like a complete pushover either. But you want to sound like you're actually in control of the conversation. And I can't tell you that once you understand how to control your own communication and how people are, how you're communicating is how you're going to be perceived. And if someone walks into a room, you can generally tell fairly quickly once they start talking if they're completely broke or if they have a lot of money and how they posture themselves. And it's not by saying how much money they have. In fact, if someone talks about how much money they have, they're generally very broke. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone is communicating in a very controlled way and with specific cues, you don't have to guess that they have money. Actually, I was on a flight yesterday and the person that sat next to me was flying Southwest. So it wasn't like every, first, every seat in Southwest is a first class seat or all coach, whatever. You know, they're, they're all... <laughs> They're all comfortable. Yeah, they recline more than four inches. They, well, no, it it's more like two inches. Actually, yeah. on, on the plane that I came with, Air Canada, when the guy reclined, I, I thought he was going to be on my lap. I was well, like, holy shit, I, it like really it? reclined like oh, right. six inches. You like six inches, don't you? Well, six inches is, yeah. It's Especially when it reclines. But, anyways, go on with your story. I'm just saying the reclining is important. Air Canada. Air Canada. But they suck at everything else. If you're not happy, we're not happy. Yeah. That's their motto. Yes. So um, you can, you can, you'll laugh at that later. It, it gets funnier as you fly your Canada. But anywho, where was I? Southwest. Oh Southwest. You were yes. Flying. And the person next to me had a child. And just by how they were communicating, I knew that they were very successful. I knew that they had money and I knew that they were, uh, it's not by how much, it's how they communicated that I knew that they were fairly successful in what they did. I didn't talk to them because I was extremely what, they tired. The, what, they bribed the kid to no, show up? No, 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 no. Share an example of what you heard. I think it was more of posture. It was more of like how they communicated with just the tone of their voice. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to explain. In fact, I'd like to have an episode on this. Okay. Give me two people, two scenarios, and maybe we can play a game. 
be fun. Who's rich uh, and who's broke? Uh, who's rich and who's broke, and pointing them out and just how they communicate. Hopefully, even the how they dress. Don't know before. Yeah, well, of course not. Doing. Well, even <laughs> if, you, if you walk into a bank, like it's not the if someone's poorly dressed waiting for a bank manager and someone that's extremely well dressed waiting for a bank manager. The one that's poorly dressed is probably the wealthier one, because the one that's well dressed is trying to impress the bank manager when it really doesn't matter. I go to the bank all the time with ripped jeans and a t-shirt and flip flops, and I have probably over 150 bank accounts at that specific branch that were opened and they treat me like gold. And I'm, I look homeless most of the time. Like my hair's fucked up, uh, my beard's- Yeah, you, you, know, you do look rough sometimes. Yeah, you're on, yeah. A, you're on yeah. a good day today. Yeah, yeah. today, well, you know. <laughs> He's well groomed. Uh, thanks, this is, the, this is the best it's gonna get. A juggle job. <laughs> I just don't care, uh, you know, I don't have to, and this is all I need. It's funny because this not caring is also part of the posture. It is. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I have a business up in Canada where I deal with predominantly <laughs> lawyers. And all these years, you were, I was always hungry for their business. So I would talk different to them. So, yes, sir, I'll do this, sir. I'll do this. Yes, we will serve with that. We'll do. Now it's like, because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to push that business aside. And I have, not that I'm being an asshole. I'm just saying, here's our prices. We'll be due. You don't like it, I'm sorry. Take it you know, like, use something, use yeah. someone else or whatever. We we'll love your business, but you know this is what we offer. Yeah. And just having that posture yeah. of that sprinkle of I don't give a shit, like you like to say, it goes a long way. Not only in business, in your life, guys. Yes. In your life, Absolutely. it changed my life for the better. And actually, instead of killing the business, right? What I'm doing, I'm actually growing it inadvertently without without knowing it. Only because, yeah, you, you sound like you're someone of authority. Someone that you're, I've been in business for a lot of years, but before I was more like, please give me your business, I'll earn your business. So like, you know, we've been doing this for 20 years. This is our fees, this is our service areas. This is what we can offer. Love your business, but if you don't think that's right, then that's fine. It's called, not, it. it's yeah. called not selling. Yeah. yeah, not selling. Well, there you go. Well, We're not, not selling, selling to grow your business. And, and that's what happens. That's exactly what it is. I'm not trying to sell you on, I'm not trying to sell you. You have to sell me. You tell me why I should buy your property. You tell me why I should do this. Yeah. You tell me why I should take you as a customer. And and I know it's counterintuitive and it sounds stupid, like you should be sold. But if I have to sell, I'll give you the information that you need in order to make a good decision. And if you can't make a decision based on these things, then fine. I'm okay with that. I don't need, I don't need the business where I have to convince you of anything. If I have to convince you, then I'm not real. And that's and that, that's not what and I don't you, want you. But I it's use like, that phrase. I use that phrase. I'm not here to convince you. Yeah, Otherwise, I'm, you make your own decision based on the information no, I like, gave you. you know, and I'm okay with whatever you decide. If you ask the girl out and then you have to convince her to, to go out with you, then do you really want to be with that person? Or, and if you do, then the, what's the dynamic going to be in that relationship? Yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's not going to be a very, it's not going to be pleasant for healthy. either. It's not going to be healthy for either people. That's right. So you really want to be the flame and not the moth. And that does take practice. And it's, it's going to... It's a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wish I could give you a book to read in order to get better at uh, dominant behavior and creating avatars. But I do have uh, an example, Jordan Peterson, who is a Canadian, I guess, philosopher. He's a philosophizer. He's written, uh, he, I, I think he is a professor at Guelph University and he has tons of material on uh, stuff, but he has one that's about lobsters and lobster dominance. And the nervous system of a lobster, as far as the, uh, the the hormones that are released, are very similar in lobsters than they are in humans. And I'm not sure if you knew this or not, fun factoid, is that lobsters don't, telomeres, which is what um, ages someone, they don't have, they don't die out. Like ours, as a human, 
we have a life expectancy of like I think a max of 120 years is the what we're programmed to be able to live at one point. I don't know how many people actually live to 120, it's many. But, but it's kind of what we're kind of supposed to be at. I think the average now is 80 years, or mm -hmm. 80. it's getting older and older. Mm -hmm. But it's younger it's, for men than yes. women. Yes, it's because we want to die. We're tired of hearing caca, <laughs> caca, so we decide to die sooner. Where women, and if fall, they kill themselves, and women break hips. <laughs> So men are better at dying when better they fall. Better but that's, let's get back to lobsters. So, so if there was no predators, it could last forever. Like you could have a lobster that is 900 years old or 1,000 mm -hmm. years old. They just don't die and they keep growing. Fun factoid. But in the lobster community, if we could call it that, in the lobster world, um, there's always fights for dominance or lobster fights. And there are winners and losers in every lobster fight. And as a lobster wins, they get more of a specific hormone. And as they lose, they get less of that, of that hormone. And they keep going through this cycle. Now, they took a lobster that has always lost and has very, basically is now a docile lobster that really doesn't fight anymore. It's lost its mojo. It's, you know, it needs, it's, it's basically no longer even, it's lost its will to fight, essentially, mm -hmm. and it's just going to follow the herd. And it had fought at one point, it just doesn't fight. It's the docilest lobster they could find. And then there's the alpha lobster that is always the winner that is leading the, the lobster community. Well, they injected this loser lobster into with the, the hormone that uh, is, is created with uh, as dominant lobster and it instantly became, even though it had lost every fight it was ever in, all the lobsters could see how it behaved and that it was instantly a dominant lobster. So it's a very, very interesting that dominance is a pattern of behaviors more than it is the actual fighting of. In fact, it was not even wanting to be challenged because it dominated so right. much. So very interesting. So that can be recreated in humans. Without having to inject anything. With no injections, yeah. no drugs, uh, no alcohol. It's just learning these patterns yeah. that you can actually create these, these circumstances where people want to do business with you. People need to sell you their property. People are chasing up after you. We just had a call today with um, someone that uh, we've recently started working with. Yeah. Charles, he's out of, uh, out of Louisiana and never bought a piece of property in his life. And the guy's in, in the gymnastics field, right, which is really not real estate. And he wants to supplement his income because as you get older in gymnastics, it's harder to make money, right? You can't do triple backflips when you're <laughs> when you're 50, 60. Well, maybe you could. Can't but, even do uh, them at 30. Yeah, I can't even. I could never do it. Yeah, that's yeah. not even there. Maybe yeah, it hurt watching them. I pull a pull, pull maybe, a muscle. <laughs> maybe in bed in my early 20s, but that was about it. But uh, the um, the point is, you know. He wants to get into this into the field, and we we've been practicing his behavior. And the last phone call that he had, he's like, "Yeah, I want to sell this. I want to sell you the property at a discounted price. I want the right person to buy it. I have four other properties I'd love you to take care of, and the numbers already make a lot of sense. I've had other offers, but I prefer I, selling to you because I know you're real. Yeah, and it's exactly the same thing. It's just acting like a dominant lobster, creating an avatar on um, in a persona, and. You might think, well, I can't do that. And I think we discussed this at the beginning. Well, you do that already. You're just not aware of it. Yeah. Um, how you communicate with your lover is not how you communicate with someone that's homeless on the street that's or running after you uh, like a clown with a bloody knife. You're not going to have the same reactions if those two similar people, your lover and that clown with a bloody knife, is 
next to you going in for a kiss, you're not going to react the same way or communicate in the same way, period. And if you are, then you have a whole other set of problems. <laughs> but the point is that you're, you already have avatars and personas and facades that you, have, that you already own. You just have to understand how to cr uh, create them for the right circumstance. So you are modeling success and creating that footstep of success so you look, smell, talk, fart, and um, smell like a successful person. We can let go of the farting. Yeah, that was, yeah, yes. thanks. <laughs> and uh, a little more south and yes. we'll see what happens. I <laughs> know. <The>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my week to shower, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, it's next yes, week. Yes, yes. I mean, it's more the, the end of the month. So the uh, friendly and learned behavior. And I think you were, were you struggling this uh, at first because I don't know if you have any personal uh, stories on uh, on that. In fact, that's what changed Linda, your your wife. Yes. Mm -hmm. So my wife, when she's she's communicating shy and reserved, you know, she had her own business in the bridal industry. She went out of it after when we had kids, and so she wanted to enter back into the workforce. And maybe this is something for you. And she she dabbed in real estate, but her thing was is I can't. I don't know how to speak in front of these people. Never mind the owners or the brokers. Mm -hmm. she, she couldn't. She didn't have that competence. Mm -hmm. uh, to do so. So I know you offered the success reflex and I, I, I wanted her to get out of her comfort zone. So I booked her a flight. Uh, she was coming on her own. So I booked her a flight, booked her a car, booked her a hotel, booked uh, uh, the session with you. And I go, you're going to St. Marco. She's like already, no, 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 no. You, you got to come down with me. It's like, no, you got to go. And what she did after those three days is like you said, everyone has an avatar. It's just in your subconscious right now. The one that you helped her create is you're bringing it to the forefront. You're bringing it to your conscious level mm -hmm. and you're doing things purposely. You're saying things intentionally with, with uh, motive or with intent. With purpose. Yep. Uh, with purpose. And when she came back, I was like, holy shit, man. If she dyed her hair a different color, it would have been a totally different girl. Yeah. She came back uh, ferocious. Not, not a bitch ferocious, but very... Did she say bitch ferocious? No, bitch ferocious. Did I say bitch ferocious? <laughs> she came <laughs> back bitch ferocious. <laughs> I'm like, can I tell Linda that? Not like a bitch. Well, you know what I mean. She didn't come back as as as. She did as, come back docile. She didn't come back like an <laughs> asshole female version. Yes. All right, but yes. she came back with that competence. Yes. And, and confident with the confidence to speak. And when I heard her speaking to agents and sellers, I was like, oh my goodness, like shit, I gotta go. But it, it's because you brought it to the forefront. So yeah. she obviously you have to practice on it. And that's yeah. what she did. And you, you gotta practice go over on fears. it. And you mold your avatar. Your avatar can It'll change. Evolve. It'll can change. Evolve. Absolutely. So she takes after now. She mimics others. She, she looks at people that she's influenced by that are very successful, whatever. And she goes, I want to be like her. I want to be like her. So she instills some of those characters or those traits into her own avatar. If, if I can time out for a second. Time out. Didn't we do that? Didn't we do that as a kid? Like All the time. Everything that we yeah. are doing, behaviors, beliefs, are all... They're not, when we're a baby, we know nothing. That's right. Our parents gave us our behaviors, our belief systems. Um, you know, if, if my teachers. parents had told me that I came from Mars and that there was going to be a big rocket ship that's going to pick me up when I was 92 years old and I had to you know, touch the ground every 20 seconds in order for that to happen. If I didn't, then I was going to get struck down by a bolt of lightning that's when I least believe. expected that's what I would believe, yeah. right? Why would you come up with that shit? You just Yes, you made it up. You read yes. your book, man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but all I'm saying is that you, yeah. you, you, 
that, that these are belief systems that we have created. So for, again, I'm trying to speak as a devil's advocate to someone that's listening to this or watching this and going, you know, well, I can't, you know, mimic someone. That's not who I am. Well, you are a product of the decisions that you've made based on the knowledge that you have. Um, if you were like in the matrix, as soon as you get the reality of what something is, you change, you know, your beliefs can change, your mindset can change. In fact, if you think of what you believed in in your 20s, it's totally different than in your 30s and in your 40s, it even changes. And now as I'm approaching my 50s, I have a totally different uh, uh, mindset too on how I even conduct my business, what my needs are, what, you know, I, 20s, I wanted as much cash as possible so I could flash it around and I wanted to have the fastest car. Uh, and it was all about material things. And I don't, really care about material things. If I cared, I'd one. I wasn't always, but I've, that's what my needs are now and my belief systems around that. Same thing with you, I think. Yeah. And again, so as a devil's advocate, anyone can learn how to mimic someone else. Sorry, go ahead. Back to Linda. No, Back so, to you, Bob. So uh, with Linda, I guess she was, she was struggling. She didn't know what to say. She got stuck. Uh, she was that shy, stuck person. Uh, but when she did come back, she uh, she developed her avatar. She she grew her avatar. Her avatar was was... Uh, she loved it. Uh, like when, when she was calling, she because that confidence actually just speaking. When you speak with with confidence in you, it 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 it's it's even though they don't see you. So she's on the phone. Get this. So she's not in front of the person or in front of the the, the or 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 the seller. So she's portraying it through her voice. And believe it or not, that vocal frequency or whatever of that confidence actually portrayed through the phone. And, and they yes. believed it. They're like, holy shit, this girl's the real deal. She knows what she wants and she wants to get it. And if it's right, then she'll buy my property. Let me start selling this shit. What was stopping her before she came here? What was the blockage for her? Was it just fear of not being able to do it? Was it because I, I feel like, you know, and dealing with different people, I see a lot of fear because I see a lot of people, well, you know, I want to do this, but what if this happens? What if that happens? And what if they say no? You know what it was? It, it's a combination of your avatar and your overcoming um, objections. Yeah. So master salespeople, what they do is they, they list all the possible objections that their potential client would say or come up with. And if you know how to address each obstacle, uh, then you'll be very successful. And that's what it was. It was a combination of both. Yeah. Number one, how to communicate that obstacle uh, when it does come up and knowing what to say when that obstacle comes up. Mm -hmm. So if mastering the two or marrying the two, that's a recipe for a very good Real thing. success. Yeah. So she, she, was, she, was, she was a different girl after that, uh, for sure. For the better. No doubt. That's good. It makes, it makes me happy. Yeah. Now you have a story <clears throat> thing, um, with Correct. your daughter. Yeah, with my daughter. It's actually about empowering someone else who, uh, who just... You know, Dealing with what you just said, objections. So they had objections. So here's the background stories. My my daughter is nine. She'll be 10 soon. She's a figure skater. And she's decided to write a book about her experiences as a figure skater. So in writing her book, there's a, at the beginning of the book, there's a foreword. And that's usually signed by someone who has some sort of credibility so that it gives the book a lot more weight. So I said, okay, well, uh, Emma... Who, who would you like to sign your forward? And she said, well, I'd like Caitlin Osmond to sign the forward. So for those of you who don't know who that is, Caitlin Osmond was, a, she was a Canadian figure skater. She's uh, now retired, although she's, I think, only 24. <laughs> uh, she's also, she was an Olympic uh, gold medalist in the team event. She was a bronze medalist in, uh, she wants to be a figure skater. Olympics one day, that's her dream. So I said, okay, so let's, let's, let's get to her. So uh, slowly, slowly working through uh, the network, trying to find someone who knows 
Caitlin Osman and ask her if she can sign the forward. Finally, she's come across this uh, coach that works with Emma, and she she knows Caitlin Osman well enough that she can ask her if she'd be open to reading her book one and two signing forward. But before she got there, this coach said, she asked me, she goes, can I speak to you? I said, sure. So I sat down with her and she goes, listen, uh, I'm going to see her next week. I'm going to see Caitlin Osman next week. And I want to ask her, I read the book. It's pretty good. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of scared. I'm like, well, what are you scared of? Well, she says, well, what if she says no? I said, well, so she says no. What are you going to do about it? I go, if she says no, we'll, we'll just ask someone else to sign the forward. I mean, there's other Olympic skaters. There are other people in the skating community that have some weight and that can give credit. I mean, my daughter is nine years old. Uh, pretty much anybody who's had somewhat of a career in figure skating has more credibility than her in the sport, right? So, so she's like, okay, well, you know what? What if, uh, what if she says yes, but she, uh, she uh, wants some money? I said, well... I would ask her if uh, that you're going to ask Emma uh, how much she's got saved up in that piggy bank that she can break and maybe she can give her her like dollars and 12 cents. Yeah. yeah. Life savings in the piggy bank. And so she smiled and she looked at me and she's like, well, I'm like, yeah, it's that simple. I mean, what's she going to say? I mean, she'll say, yes, I'll take the nine dollars or she'll say, oh, fuck, you know what? I'm I'm an idiot. I can't believe I'm asking a nine year old for money. You know, <laughs> So it's this is posturing. This is basically the I don't give a shit attitude where if it's not going to be you, it's going to be someone else. I'm not going to convince you or sell you to do anything. I'm going to propose to you. I'm going to offer you, make you an offer. And then if you want it, you can take it. If you don't, that's fine. We'll go see the next person in line. That's called being married to the process and not the result. Agreed. Yeah. And just as a fast forward, she's asked and Caitlin Osmond said yes. So she'll be signing the forward. And she, nope, she did not ask for any money. And Emma's <laughs> making more money now because I convinced he's going to give more allowance to Emma. I don't know. She doesn't know a lot. Effective today. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that's just breaking allowance. news. No, but she's going to use the book to generate her own income. <laughs> we're happy for her. That's that's yeah, a big achievement, especially for nine years yes, old, writing yeah. a book, having a forward by your skater that, yeah. that's known in, at least you know, in Canada. It's pretty cool. I'm kind of jealous. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> jealousy is a bad thing. Yeah. So we yeah. talked about that in a different uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. She's, 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 she's going to be naming daddy. She's on gonna, her that's right. She's going to cut me out. It's she's going to cut you out. As long as she's better than me. That's good. Kudos to her. Kudos to her. And again, so if a nine-year-old has that sprinkle of I don't give a shit, and that great that you're teaching her that now at that mm -hmm. such an early age like you're saying your beliefs are taught by your parents yes right That's but right. hopefully but hopefully that thing, hopefully yeah. that coach who went and asked she's realized what that small bit of information information can do and it's empowering because you can what's the worst thing that can i've said this before like make a lot of offers what's the worst that someone can say and most people say well they'll say no that's actually not the worst the worst is they say yes yeah. <laughs> because if they say yes then you have to go to the next step and and maybe you offer too much um, you know, and generally that's usually what happens. If someone says yes to your offer, you definitely offer too much. So in this business, you learn how to say no and hear no a lot. And which is really against my upbringing because I am a pleaser by nature. Mm -hmm. I always want people to say yes to me. Yes. And it was very difficult for me to have this new learned behavior to get no from everyone. And that helps in dating Right, because you, yeah. you you know you you don't, you don't you know necessarily you, you you don't always want to go to the person that says yes because then you get a 
sloppy seconds. Yeah, you got. <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, you know, you you don't necessarily you know, but you know, with the understanding that no does mean no, but yeah. the first no doesn't mean that you can't ask again later or change your approach or learn from that no into getting something it's else. So no for now. You have a it's it's no for now, and obviously you don't want to do anything with disrespect and you don't want to hurt another human ever. Uh, that's not definitely what I'm, not, I'm, I'm I'm suggesting. But understand that no doesn't always mean no. It just means no right now. Ask me again later. Um, and I think if if more people understood this, and again, I'm, I'm saying this uh, with the brushstroke of, of in business, that no never means no. It just means no right now. Um, and you never want to force the situation, right? You want to, and you just want to be patient and let and be the flame and not the moth. So if they say no, you give all the reasons why it should be a yes, and then just keep repeat presenting yourself back uh, into the position as many times as possible until uh, a yes is achieved. And how many times have people said no to us and we've just waited and they wanted to try and, and wait us out and sell to someone else more and then they held on to the property and then they came knocking back. No and, pressure, and no, no diamonds. That's right. And then And then whatever we were offered before was actually too high. So it, it got even lower <laughs> because we, we, you know, we, we postured well. The, the, the property I'm sitting in right now, um, mm-hmm. I got from a series of no's. The, every property you have, uh, mobile home park, hotels, uh, motels, uh, We're not allowed to buy based on a yes. I mean, <laughs> it's all been surrounded by by nos and posturing, so we can get back to the thread of this of this of this episode. Is understand that you have a lot more value than you know, and that you understand. And if you educate yourself and practice, because there's the education side where you have to learn, you know, what to say and how to say it, and then practice, practice, practice. And if you practice and understand in which attitude you have to do something, shit, you're going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Um, because we're all really given this. If you can, if you can talk, and, and you don't have to talk all that good. I even say it right no. on purpose. Like, look at Frank. You know. <laughs> Horrible. Still learning. Yeah. Still, Still learning. learning. You know, yeah. <laughs> You don't talk English too good. Yeah. You could still do good in this business. Max, you know what? I, I want to say something on that. Those that talk like that, or they even have an accent, an accent. And, and don't they do have, better. And don't have, or English is not their, their their first language. They actually do better. Yes. That's it's true. like it's broken up. They're missing vowels and shit all over the place, and you're you're barely making it on there. I don't like, know if this is a, a U.S. thing, but they, yeah, it seems like they, they, take, for, they take foreigners really seriously. But Canada I, I, too, I think, I think or foreign. That, Accents. Well, think in Canada too. I don't know. I've never. I don't buy there. No, but I'm saying in, in Canada or anywhere. Are there millionaires that come from other countries? Oh, uh, yeah, not absolutely. millionaires. Pe- yes. Broke people come to Canada yes. all the time. They become millionaires. Suit, and they become yeah. multimillionaires in five years. Yes. Just by not talking too good, not having no English, not having good education, and not having any teeth. Just, yeah, and, and you know they 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 go at it and they 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 speak Spanglish or Franglish or whatever. You it's, know, it's a mix of both. My dad yeah. speaks yeah, when he's Italian-ish? when we're talking Italian Italianish. Whatever. He mishmashes the Italian words with the, the English words and and some words. Who knows what the hell it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, with that, and again, it's his it's his body language as well, and it's yeah. his tone that that. Get him the results that he that he that he that he that he's looking for. So, uh, going back to embracing not embracing the no, but expect the no. It's okay to get the no. 
You want to know. You want to know. And, you, and try not to convince them otherwise. You just say, hey, okay, this is what we have. This, this is what I'm willing to do. If, if you're not okay with that, I'm okay with it. God bless. I hope you do well. And then let them come to you, like yeah. you're saying. Be the flame. Posture, posture, yeah. posture, and bask in the know. Yeah, for sure. And I think that wraps it up. Pretty much. Well, that's a wrap. So actually, you know what? Is there one thing that they can do oh, maybe yes. to help them? Okay, so to help them become an avatar, what should they give them? A, what's one or two tips that they can do? Something that you've wanted to do that you're expecting a no and just go out and do it and get the no. Uh, I'll give you an example. I know like uh, scared of calling their you know, credit card provider and asking them to lower their interest rate. This is great. Or, yes. you know, or very good. So why don't you just call your credit card provider and ask them to lower your interest rate or ask them to lower what else can they or, no, uh, increase, their or increase, increase their, their limit credit. or yeah, increase their, their limit, limit, their limit, you know, and because what's the worst that they can say? It's just no, but you'd probably be surprised that you, you might get a yes, but I mean, I don't know if you want to go over that exercise. Absolutely. It's a great yeah, exercise. I made you do this, I think, in, in class. I, I have done and it you as too. well. Yes. yes. But I do this with everyone. Like I call my cell phone company, ask them for everything. You know, I ask so them to be a CEO. I negotiate teeth or orthodontist for my, for my yeah. daughter. All right. This. So, let, let, so let's do an exercise. That's a great idea. All right. Okay. So here's the exercise. Um, and that's a great idea, by the way. Um, I, I totally forgot this. So you don't you. have many of those, Gabe, but this is a No, this is that's good. Just make sure you don't cut out. Kudos to you. That's a great idea, Gabe. No. <laughs> it is. It's, it's is I, I want you to pick a, one of your credit cards, um, any one of them. Uh, I want you to call them and ask them, you know, what's my credit limit? And I know you know what it is. And I don't care if it's $300, you know, just what's my credit limit? And when they give you the answer, I need you to say, what? Like you just found out you were adopted. All right. I just, <laughs> I want you to sound like you're so outraged. It's insane that they would even give you such a low credit rate. $300. What? That's ridiculous. All right. Unacceptable. So then you're going to ask for a raise in your credit limit. And the maximum amount that you can ask for, now there's a, there's a, uh, there's a formula here. This is very formulaic. Ask for a credit increase of five times whatever that limit is. So make sure you have a calculator handy. Don't try to do this in your head because, you know, you might hurt yourself or others. Uh, and if you ask for too much, you're going to say no. If you ask for too little, if they say yes, then you've blown your shot for, shot for six months to even ask for another increase. So ask for five times whatever the amount is. So if you have a $1,000 credit limit, you're going to ask for $5,000. If you have a $1,500 credit limit, you're going to ask for $1 million. <laughs> so make sure that you understand that it's five times, five times the, is that your why you looked at me to see if I can do the math? Yes, why is he choosing hard numbers? I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did it for you in case you yeah, messed 6, up. 6,500? 75. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, accountant. So, so, it's five times, five times uh, the, current the current limit. Exactly right. Um, and then they're going to ask you why. And the answer always has to be for home improvement. Now, if you are wanting to get into the home business and improve your life, it's home improvement. All right. So understand that it's important to say the right words. Because uh, if you say, because I want to go and buy a bigger TV, they're going to say no. Uh, if you say that you want to go buy a car, they're going to say no. Um, it's only for home improvement. Now, I will tell you that I'm, if you do get an increase, don't spend it, just it'll only improve your credit because if you actually don't even spend a dollar more, your credit score will actually improve if you do this by having a higher credit limit, all right? So five times the number. Then the next question is, is what are my yearly fees? 
then you're going to do the same thing. Like you found out you were adopted, like what? I want no yearly fees. And then you're going to ask for the last one, which is a discounted interest rate. Mm -hmm. What's my APR? Um, what's my interest rate? And they're going to say, this is what it is. You're going to say, what? I want that down due. Zero. You're going to ask for a 0% interest for the next 12 months on, on your current balance. So you're going to decrease your, you're going to decrease your, uh, increase your limit, decrease the interest that you pay and remove your late, uh, not late fees, but your annual fees. And I guarantee dollars to donuts, that'll save you money. In fact, that call will make you money. And the worst case that happens is they do one of the three, two of the three, three of the three, and then you do that with all your cards. But if you do it with all your cards, make sure you do it within three days, um, three business days, because you don't, you don't want, you want, you want to do them all at the same time. So, because every time that they, they do this, um, there could be a credit pull. Uh, and if they do that, I don't want it to affect your credit because if you do all three at the same time, it's gonna be considered as one pull mm -hmm. versus three pulls. So um, make sure that you, you, know, you take care of that. Actually, I just wanted to add to that. With, um, the, not only with 12 months with the uh, reduction rate, I was managed to get two credit cards uh, one at 7.9, an MBA card, and a, and a Visa card mm. down to 8.5%. That's from a 19.99, yeah. something stupid. You got uh, from a 7.9 to 8.5? No, I have yeah, two cards. From, from a, from a 19.99 <laughs> or whatever the hell it was, or 21, I got it down to a 7.9. Yeah. And then my other card uh, phone, so my other credit card phone says, how come you're not using our card no more? Right. Because that was my dominant card. Right. I'm like, well, shit, at that, what's my rate? And they said, yes. $19.99. I go, why the hell would I? Yeah. I go, I want to do a home renovation. Yeah. Right? Home improvement. Home improvement, sorry. I want to do a home improvement. And they said, okay, how much do you need? So they asked me. I didn't even have to ask them. So I go, listen, I, I need at least $50,000, $60,000. And they go, well, we can do this. I was like, well, I don't know. And they go, well, what if you lower the interest rate? So they, they offered to lower the interest rate. So then I got, I, it was two competitive cards then. And, so, and this is, it's a simple exercise that costs you nothing but a few minutes of your time. And you're probably afraid of calling because you think they're going to say no to everything. And it's possible they say no, but you know what? That's the worst thing that can happen. That's, that's actually the, it's <laughs> not the, the best, it's thing, the best thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they say no, you, when you hang up the phone, at least you have a sense that you've done it and yeah. tried it. And then try it every six months. You should really do this every six months. Mm -hmm. uh, set an alarm right now and get it done. And you're only building your credit. And again, whatever increases that you have, so full disclosure, I'm not doing this so you can go spend more money. I'm doing this so you can improve your credit rating so you can pay less money mm -hmm. in interest later. And if you have better credit, you can buy things at better rates because people with poor credit pay higher interest rates because they're higher risks. And um, I want you to manage your credit better. Now, I want you to, but you can do whatever the hell you want. You, know, you don't have to listen to me. But if you're interested in having good credit, uh, so you can have the best rates and buy things at 0% interest, which is basically free money, you understand that, um, then you should definitely you know, follow these instructions. So those are the three goals. Thank you so much, Gabe, for reminding me of that, man. I haven't done that uh, <laughs> exercise am. publicly because so I used to have that part of my training, so I don't yeah. do that anymore. So thank you. Um, get those three things done, and I think it's going to be uh, it's, it's and, and let us know how it goes. Send me an email. Let me know what your increases were at marco at marcokozlowski.com. Send me an email. I'd like to hear how much of uh, a rate increase, a rate decrease you got, uh, uh, how much uh, more credit you got on all your cards. Uh, send me this information. I'd love to hear how well you yeah, did. Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll read some out yes. on, uh, on, on, on podcast, future costs. Right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Great call.
If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.